and gentlemen, geeks and geekettes, and boys and girls around the world, it's time for Ed, and it's time for Sean. Let's get ready for Geeksters! And welcome to episode 195, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. Hey, I'm your host, Sean. Hi, how you doing? Everything all right over there? Yeah, everything's okay. fine now. My levels are perfect. Okay. We were uh, running through a little problems before we were recording this, so <laughs> that's why we're asking. Everything fine? Okay. Everything all right? Are we good? Be good? Is everything good? Check, check, check one, check, check one, check one, check one. <laughs> oh yeah. Bow bow. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's now just look at me. He's like, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> Eventually he'll come back. <laughs> I went on a little trip. <laughs> so hi everybody, welcome to the show. Um as Ed mentioned, this is part one of what episode? One ninety five. One ninety five. Five more episodes before the big two hundred. <laughs> I'm just laughing because we were talking about the, like a few weeks ago we were doing 193 and you were like wow seven away from 2000 <laughs> <laughs> and you're like wait, no, wait a minute that's not right uh, the big 200 <laughs> yep 200 episodes the 200 extravaganza episode yes alright so uh, uh, but you have five more episodes to you know wait for until that big extravaganza <laughs> until then Welcome to 195. <laughs> Just an average show. It's <laughs> an average show. You know, where we start off talking about each other's weeks, and then we, in this week, we, uh, Ed and I did an excursion to Mystery Science Theater 3000 World, mm-hmm. MST3K. And then Ed and I both went to the movies. Yes. Not, not together. We no. both, both saw two different movies, um, and we have reviews on both of them. And the normal shenanigans. There was a couple yuck yucks in there. A couple couple and uh that's pretty much it that kind of wraps up the first hour, hour yeah and a half pretty yeah much. yeah you know so I mean, yeah we really got into the top five movies we were really talking about movies yes. and then i think we went into a tangent somewhere big we surprise there yeah. big surprise might as just call this geeksers the tangent show <laughs> they were started talking about something else and then they went somewhere else so and then they came back and then now we're here again and now they're gone <laughs> so yeah i mean uh I, uh, I'll, I'll just put it out there. I review Tarzan. Uh-huh. Ed reviews Dor- Finding Dory. Yeah. So you want to know what we thought about it? Just you know, hang in there. We'll get to it eventually. And where they were in the top five movies, got to find out. That's right. So sit back, relax, and we'll see you at the end. Uh, uh, uh. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. 
And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Gentlemen, geeks and geekettes, boys and girls around the world, it's time for Ed and Sean. Let's get ready for Geeksters! And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi. Hi. How welcome are you? to the program. Welcome to the program. Oh, I forgot to bring... Oh, come on. My mic is already fucking up with me. I forgot to bring the tools. <laughs> Got to remind me next week, bring tools. tools. Uh, besides the one I have on me, I'm a big tool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, uh, there's you who are listening live. I don't know if Ed's going to keep it in the podcast version, but if this is the year. It's right around July 4th. Yes. Uh, America's Independence Day. Uh, the, the other day was Canadian Day, so, you know, good day, eh? Yeah. You know, that's actually Australian, but that was close. <laughs> All right, hoser. <laughs> Happy Can- Canada Day, eh? Hey. Uh, so, as always, I have to, a law now, I have to play this speech from Independence Day. <laughs> I have to. All right. I mean, I don't know. I, I have yet to see um, Independence Day resurgence. So far, nobody else has. <laughs> so, I don't know if there's a empowering speech like this one. Um, where we will not go softly into the good night. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. It always gets me a little choked up, man. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe I'm just moody. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, you're so, definitely moody. I can, I can yeah, that's right. That. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and then, you know, for those people who are listening live, uh, in the Americas, uh, happy 4th of July weekend. Remember, uh, it's amateur hour out there, so if you're a bar regular, you might want to stay home. I always, it's a public service announcement from here at Us at Geeksters. If you're a regular drinker, stay home this weekend. Yes. Because I call it amateur hour, where it's everybody who has off the, that Monday for 4th of July goes out to the bars, and they get fucking shit-faced to the point where they don't even know who they are and what they're doing. And it's like, it's because you guys can't handle your drink. You know, <laughs> if you were, you know, a pro, like most of America, maybe, or most people that go out every weekend yeah. and know how to drink and not overindulge, you know, they they just, they shouldn't do it. That's right. what I'm saying. Okay. 
Ed's like, all right, well, I don't know where you're going with this. I, just a public. No, no. Place. I mean, I just, I mean, I was, I was out and about today. I had to run a few errands, and I was at a local food store, and there's a bar in this local food store called the Frosty Mug. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. It's, I'm, I'm assuming it's for the husbands. <laughs> Honey, yeah, you go get your food. I'm just going to tie one on here at the counter. Because <laughs> that's the thing. You can't leave that area. Like, you can't get a beer right. and walk around shopping because I wanted to do that, actually. Like, <laughs> walk around with first, a beer? I mean, I thought that would be neat. Like, sure. You know, like, oh, you know, <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> Until they <laughs> attach the shot collar to your neck. <laughs> you can't go past this fence. And if you do, it's <laughs> So there's signs, you know, everywhere you can't can't go outside the bar with an open bottle, blah blah blah. All right. They have they sell cases of beer or and and uh, uh, different wine coolers and that kind of thing in that area. I mean, you could you could put it on your cart and and take it with you for your groceries and and basically ring out with the rest of your groceries. But you can't have an open bottle. It's basically an open right. Drink. There's open bottle laws. Yeah. So when we went today, there was like three cop cars. We pulled up. Oh. And a, and a van, a, yeah. a police van, and they were there was a few people that were apparently overly to- intoxicated that were there already. Okay, how pathetic do you must be of a human being if you have to go to a supermarket to tie one on? <laughs> like, uh, are you kicked out of every bar you've ever known? <laughs> no, sir, you can't drink here or a person. You know, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm assuming it was a male. I, I, I didn't see. That's I didn't wrong see exactly me. who it was because the. I didn't go by the back of the. Uh, you didn't do you weren't a looky loo. No, it wasn't a looky loo. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's okay. It's like almost as bad as getting drunk at a movie theater now because our new AMC theaters have the MacGuffins Bar. Yes. So, um, and it looks like you can take your drink into the theater, but I mean, okay, you know what? You want to sit down, you have a beer while you're watching a movie. I get that. So far, I've yet to encounter anybody being like sloppy drunk at a movie theater. Right. Like you go. Get him, Dory. I remember you. I know where she is. She's right there. Yeah. You know, I I just, or again, to tie one on at a supermarket. Honey, don't forget the peas. (laughs) I'm just going to drink right here. Ice cream. Your Uh, (laughs) mother-in-law. Give me a double shot. Like, you know, I just... Like it's just sad that you actually get hammered at a supermarket. It's, it's that's really where someone should just hold a mirror and go. You might want to reflect on who you are as a person. <laughs> like, look at you. You're you're throwing up in the ice cream aisle, <laughs> and it's not because you ate too much rum raisin. It's because you had too much rum. <laughs> like, dude, relax. <laughs> Take it easy. You know. <laughs> Have a sip. You're tossing the cookies in the cookie aisle. Yes, and exactly. They, you're not spilling a bag of cookies. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, honey, let me check your melons. <laughs> I need a firm squeeze. The supermarket. Hey, we're in Acme. Uh, where's the roller skates with the rockets attached to them? <laughs> it's not that kind of Acme. I don't care. I'm going to get that road runner. <laughs> 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 I guess we should start the show at least. Um, so, uh, Ed, how was your week? Uh, it was fun. It was fun. We 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 did a couple. Of, well, we did one we, thing. We did nerd things to this yeah, week. Yes. Would you like to say it? No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Ed's shy. All of a sudden, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I know I'm going to muff it up, oh. and you're going to go. What are you talking about? <laughs> this, this is what we did. I'm like, all right. Um, 
This past Tuesday, Ed and I went to go see the fandom event, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 reunion. Yes. Um, it was basically a Rift Tracks event. Now, for those people who don't know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is a TV show. Most fans usually just call it MST3K. Yeah. Look it up. It's basically um, someone took the idea, Joel Hodgins, took the idea of having when you're watching a shitty movie, we all do it. And that's, that's the, what's the brilliant eye concept of the idea is you're sitting, you're watching a shitty movie and you're making your own comments. They do it at Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's a big, uh, big fun thing to do. Right. Well, he had, it was supposed to be him and two robot pals. And they basically watch old timey movies that may not be the best in like plot or the best in movies, Mm -hmm. like the old B movies of the fifties and sixties and sometimes seventies. Yeah. And they would talk over and make comments like, you know, like, oh, look at that person. You know, just like right. we all have done it. So and the show had a huge following. And then, you know, eventually it moved from um, Comedy Central to, I think, the Sci-Fi Channel. Or is it Sci-Fi Channel or the Comedy Central? Well, I mean, it, it actually started back in, like, on the mm-hmm. PBS stations way back oh, when. way which, back yeah, when. So, so that's when you. I started watching them was back then. Because it was like PBS, you'd watch Doctor Who or or, or, okay. or the British comedies. And then every once in a while, they'd have the MKT3K. Uh, so I said, I know I screwed that up. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a supermarket, just turn to the guy to your left. <laughs> Um, so, the, and then, and then of course it got popular enough that it was on, uh, Comedy Central and Sci-Fi, and those, okay. those two stations, I think Comedy Central first and then okay. moved to Sci-Fi. And I don't think the popularity was there as much because, uh, it was a niche kind of thing. Like, it, it is very, very like a select, I wouldn't say select because when we went to that thing, it was really, it was almost packed. packed. It was yeah. packed. But I think that the popular culture hasn't really caught up. To what was going on back when the show was on. Yeah. I do think the show is just slightly ahead of its time. Yes. Slightly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you'd watch it and you'd be like, some were good, some were meh. Most of it's like you're watching. It's, And I never really saw them as kind of slamming that old style movie. To me, it was always like, hey, we're showcasing this movie. This movie is a part of movie history. Yeah, it might not be the best, but let's have fun and watch it. Mm. You know, that's how like some people... It was funny because I'll, I'll tell a story. Like after we saw our event, I went and saw the mo- the I have the MST three K movie. Yeah. So I popped that on for some of the behind the scenes stuff, and um, I, we'll talk about that like later. You know, when we after we get done talking about our evening. Mm. Um. So yeah, so it's been like twenty five years, I think. Was it twenty five? What was a ten year reunion? Ten year, sorry, ten, 10 year, year reunion. Yeah. Okay, so it's, the show is really it's only ten years. That's it. Wow. They've been doing the Rift Tracks at RiftTrack.com if you go to that. Oh, that, that's been 10 years? Yes. Yeah, but Mystery Science Theater 3000, I think, has been 25. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been longer okay. than that, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to Google search that while you yeah. keep talking it. So, I mean, it was it was basically all the performers that they've had because they've gone through some changes uh, as time went on. So people moved on to do other things, and they couldn't do the show, so they had other actors. And they actually have a new... I'm sorry. First episode date was uh, 1988. Okay. All right. So do the math. Go ahead. You keep going. <laughs> Twenty-eight years. Okay. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> Twenty-eight years. Look at you. You're smart. <laughs> All right. Now it did start on a like kind of a cable access network at the start. Yes. And then it was like, hey, we got something. That's when, when especially when Comedy Central was just more like the Comedy Channel, mm-hmm. where it was like, hey, here is a stand-up of Sam Kinison. They didn't have its own original programming at the time. Yeah. This was kind of like one of the first original 
not even really original programming, but it was more of a, hey, this is funny. Let's put this on because we need to eat up airtime. Yeah. You know? Those will give us a good two hours. Before, yeah. yeah. Usually a good two hours. And then, you know, it's comedy, the comedy network. So we'll air it like three times during the course of the day. Yeah. Because after that, followed up by Eddie Murphy Raw. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Robin Williams special. And then Jeff Foxworthy. Or it would just be all nothing but stand-up shows. Yes. So, uh, so I always loved the show. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it since '88. I mean, I, I actually probably was one of the original, one of the originals watching it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was. It's one of those things you, you kind of you, you watch it when it was on, and then it would fall off because of timing. Like, yeah, you, or know, you just had like things to do. Right, your life changes. You, you, you know, you know, it's like on the same times. So you're not watching it regularly. Right. Like a, you know, dedicated fan. But then every once in a while, I'd come up and be like, oh, you know what? I enjoy these guys. I, I always laugh at, at their comments, so I want to watch it. So, yeah. yeah. So this was um, their reunion special, um, mm-hmm. sort of. It was Now, what happened was after the show, this is why I love um, the world, the age we live in when it comes to technology, because the guys who finished off MST3K, which was like um, mostly Mike uh, Nielsen, mm-hmm. he took the idea... And basically, just what it's mystery science, we have to rename it as Rift Tracks. And what we're going to do is we're going to do audio commentaries for popular movies now. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be just a B rated movie for like three bucks, maybe four bucks. We do one for Empire Strikes Back. And you're like, oh my God. Like, because so many times during the course of watching the show, I'd be like, I really wish they would do this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, or I really wonder how they would handle like this. Like, for years, I always wanted to do the Star Wars trilogy, you know, episodes four, five, and six. Mm. So I figured, oh my God, that'd be kind of fun. And it's something I grew up with. And, you know, when I stumbled across Rift Tracks and knew that what they were doing, sure as shit, there was not only those three, but all six Star Wars movies. And mm. I was like, oh my God, all four Twilight, um, the Twilight movies, mm. a couple of the Harry Potter movies, uh, Lord of the Rings. They did. All three, all Lord of the Rings, the first, the first set and the theatrical cuts, not the extended cuts. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard. You know, I'm like, Jaws. These are movies that, like, I've always were like my like my favorite movies that aren't comedies, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they can throw that stuff in there, and I'm like, this is something I always wanted. And I was like, all right, let me just go start buying them. And you know, it, it worked where you could sync it up through your computer or through your iPod. Now they actually had an app for the phone that I downloaded yeah. that you can actually buy the audio file, so that if you walked into a theater that was playing Twilight, you could hit the button and it would automatically sync up to what was on the screen. And you could sit there and listen to how like, have the commentary going as you were sitting in the theater, like mm-hmm. or at home, you know. <laughs> Serious moments are going off, <laughs> and you hear him laughing because ah, his earphones right. are in. Ah. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and people are like he just died. Like, that's horrible. So <laughs> what they did was it was a live event, and it was out in uh, Minnesota where yeah. it's the show originated from. Mm. And they basically they stand on stage with like a little monitor and with a small screen. Like a like a projection screen, yeah. Where they project what's being shown, and they do the riffing live. Yes. Um, and then during the course of what, two and a half hours, it felt like mm-hmm. you know, I think it was about two and a half. Started at eight, got out of the ground ten thirty. Yeah. You know, so it was. Hey, here's a short, and here's another short. They didn't do a full length movie. These were these were the shorts they were using were like safety videos of like back in the 50s and 60s that you might have watched in school. Yeah. You know, to, for whatever reason, like there was the scene, be scene rules and this kid almost forgotten, almost got hit by a car and then the cars come to life in a dream that he's having. Right. Which is, you think it's funny enough as it is. Right. But then of course they riffed on it, which was hilarious. 
And then another one I liked too was where they uh, the they had uh, the girls come out and they did the uh, like the wife, the two wives in the kitchen. Yeah, and that was very funny. You know, it was it was a great time. I've never laughed as hard at a movie than I did at this event. Yes, you know, it was very it was it was a lot of fun. And for those people who are in the area, mm. I mean, let's say the Americas. I don't know if they have fandoms around the world. I don't think so. But I know who knows. I know that the one we saw was was the live one, but they're redoing it in July 12th. Mm-hmm. So I'm highly, highly suggesting that if you guys want a good night out of just fun and you know laughs and just having a good old time, go see the the you know the I guess the repeat of it. Yeah, for the most part, the only downer of that night, and I'm bringing it up because it happened right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> there's there was a couple there's a couple yeah okay uh boyfriend girlfriend i don't i'm gonna assume boyfriend girlfriend i don't know if they were husband and wife but there's no way that they could be married if they're married i feel bad for the wife for the wife right because and this is what i'm saying is like guys and also women there's gonna be some times in your relationship where you're really not gonna want to do something yeah and you're you're the one you say you love really wants to do it yeah Sometimes you got to suck it up, Buttercup, and just be an adult and go and let that person have a good time. Mm-hmm. This douchebag of a boyfriend, and I really hope he's a fan, because <laughs> he's going to know who he is. Um, they're sitting next to us, and she really wanted to be there. Well, the, the thing was is that... Okay, well, yeah, you... Because I had to go get drinks. Yeah, so we, it, since it was my birthday last weekend, Sean... You know, said this is on me tonight. You know, so he took care of everything, which was nice. Thank you very much, by the way. Hey, you're welcome. And uh, so he was. We got in, and it was just like was like we we were kind of like I think pressed for time a little bit. We weren't sure. We were shaving it close because we don't know how if it was going to be packed Packed, or if it was going to be empty. So we're like, let's get seats, and they only have like our our thing theater has two concession stands, and the one that was closest to where we were, they didn't have it open. So he had to walk. It's always closed. It's always closed. So we were kind of worried because it was a long line, and we're like, well, we don't want to wait in line for something and then miss this, miss out on this. So we're like, let's get seats first. So that way we are, we're guaranteed our seats, and then Sean was going to get drinks. So I'm sitting there, and they already started before Sean really? got there. So I'm texting Sean. I'm like, hey, Sean, you know what? You don't have to worry about this drinks <laughs> right now. You can come right back right now. I need a buffer. I need a buffer. <laughs> I thought they were going to. I thought they were going to physically alter. Like, really? They come, come to blows because she was really mad. She was yelling at him before you got there. Oh, see, I so it started. It started before you got there because was he, it, what, I'm going to say. Well, my okay, now I got questions. Yeah. Was it? Basically, obvious that he didn't want to be there. Yes, because okay. she says the and I, I, I can't see. I couldn't hear. I didn't hear a word what he said. But I well, could you hear, could hear her. You could hear her because she was very loud. She goes, "You knew this was coming up. You know, I enjoy this a lot. This is something I want to do. Why are you ruining this for me?" That's the exact okay. word she's used. All right, very loud. Like like everybody in everyone the, went. Ev- oh no! Yeah, oh, right. Like, it's gonna be one of those oh, nights. It's gonna be one of those shows. <laughs> you know. Okay, because now when when you were texting me, as long as the line was, it actually moved relatively quickly. Yeah. So by the time you, when I first got your text, I, there was like seven people in front of me. And by the time I responded, responded. I was pre- technically next. Yeah. So I was like, that's fine. I got it. I, I had no idea that you were you were back in your seat going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> please, Sean, please. I need a buffer. Because like, I guess like, like 
not that you were ever in danger <laughs> or if the guy was going to go off, he's going to shoot me first. Like, I don't, I'm, like, I don't think, I don't think a gun is going to be involved. Oh, you thought fists were going to get? Says, something's going to be thrown at me, you know, because she's going to duck and hit me. <laughs> All of a sudden you, you go into a Three Stooges skit? Yes. Like he's just going to pull out a pie? Yes. <laughs> Ten banana cream pies. Smack. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, yeah, it needs a little bit more cream because it was the couple empty seat, me empty seat, you. Yes, you know, and then uh, so I can obviously see why you went the buffer seat because yeah. you usually sit like closer to the aisle. Yes, and I, I was like walking up, going, "Huh, that's weird." But all right, maybe he just wanted to stretch out because there was a nice gap of seats where you can have the you buffer couple, and then you yeah, know, I moved over one seat by the way. <laughs> <laughs> And so, there was two more seats on the other side that I was thinking about moving down like, further. But then get a little, I mean, because you know, I don't. I mean, Ed's my friend, and we do the show. But I don't want to be sitting cuddles with them, you know, yeah. in the movie theater. I like to have that dude, that dude buffer. Like if guys are at a urinal, they always have urinal space urinal. Yes, like you know, empty I don't... urinal you're using, empty urinal, and the urinal you're yeah. using. Yeah, you're just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, you know. But that's kind of how I live my life when it comes to movies. Yes. So I, you know, I get the drinks and I'm coming back, but this guy was so like during within like the first five minutes, like I didn't know that was happening yeah. beforehand. So in the first five minutes, I hear her going, "You just want to leave? You stop! You're being a fucking pain in the ass." I'm like, I was sitting there going, "Oh, someone doesn't want to be here," <laughs> and she was laughing. It was a combination, like I said, I felt really bad for her because it was a combination of her laughing hysterically like the rest of us, yeah. and then thirty seconds later, going, Will "You just shut up." Yeah, like I, it would definitely seem to be like I couldn't hear what he's saying, but in my head I can hear him going. I don't understand how this is funny. This is stupid. Yeah. I don't understand why you like this. Like I just like I, I'm no, I'm no. Um, what do you call it? Uh, knight by any chance, uh, by any means of the word. The dark knight, uh, maybe. <laughs> you know? But uh, I, I, at one point, I just you know I wanted to go, dude, shut the fuck up. Like I almost like going, honey, dump his ass like right now. Let him go. Yeah. Like, you know what? You, you're allowed to have a night out by yourself and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody else around you is having a good time. So you're amongst like-minded people to have a good time. Yeah. Dump the zero. You know? <laughs> like, like, the dude just seemed to be like, no fun. Like, whip blanket. But I guarantee you, he's the same guy that kind of sits there at the football games and yells at the TV screen. Yeah. Like, the definitely, I mean, we all do it. But, I mean, he just seems to be, he came off as the kind of guy that would find, okay, I... I love humor in all sense, so I don't mean this in a slamming, horrible way because I love the Jackass movies, but he's the kind of guy that would punch his friend in the nuts and think that's funny. Yeah. You know, and then, but then sit there and go, I don't get that. Like, any other kind of serious joke goes over his head, mm. and then he feels stupid, so he has to turn around and become violent in order to handle the emotions that he's an idiot. Yeah. You know, but this this guy all throughout the entire the entire two hours... Well, I'm going to say hour and a half because they actually wound up did leaving. Yeah. You know, because at one point she, I'm assuming, went to go potty. Mm. And then he got a text, which annoys the shit. I mean, I like, I understand it's not a movie that we're watching. We're watching an entertainment show. Yeah. And it's live. So people seem to have a little bit more of a lazy kind of attitude, more of like, well, I don't need to turn my phone off because... It's a live thing. Who cares? Well, that, that, but that's also too like that's to me, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's still annoying. Like I put my phone on vibrate. Like I don't shut it off. I turn just, mine off just in case, you know. 
but I mean, I know it's on vibrate and I, and I don't really check my phone too much unless right. like, it's like, it's like constantly right. going. I'm like, all right, something's going on that needs my attention. Right. I'll look then. But generally if I, I'm like, no, it's just like yeah. somebody just texted me and I'll, it can wait until the end of the, 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 whatever I'm watching. But the thing is, is that like, it, it's still a lot. Like I pay, we paid money for that. Sure. You know? And that's the thing that really kind of annoys me. It's just like, it's like, it wasn't cheap. It's not like, Oh, it was like $2 or no, it was but like I mean, a- okay. I'm going to say uh, it was 15 bucks a person. Mm. And to me, $15 for the entertainment value that we got out of it. It was completely worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. You know, even when I go to a movie, depending on the movie, it was whether or not it's worth it, but this is a little pricier than a movie because it's a live event. Yeah. And you know that, you know, people have to make their earnings. So, so, but usually, if there's a common, there should be a common respect amongst individuals that when you're in a dimly lit theater, that means, hey, pay attention to what's going on in front of you. Mm. So you should at least have your phone off, vibrate, definitely not be checking your phone every five minutes, right? You know, because um, that kind of happened a couple times to me today when, we, when I was at the movies with my dad. Mm. But we'll talk about that movie, that review later. later. Um, but this guy just, she gets up. And like 30 seconds after she leaves, his phone doesn't go off, but I can see him looking at his phone and typing and then gets up and walks out. And I'm sitting there going, okay, well, either he left her or he's just, you know, going to answer. Maybe, maybe he's a decent enough human. He may be a dick to his girlfriend, but at least he's decent enough to know that everybody else will, I probably might be rude to everybody else if I just whip my phone and start talking to somebody. Right. Maybe. I don't know. So he leaves. And then she comes back, okay. sits down. She, yeah, you didn't probably didn't see that because no. your buffer was in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she came back and she's sitting down by herself now, and she's laughing. But it's kind of like, <laughs> and then you can kind of feel that Russell going. Now I'm here by myself. I don't. Where the fuck is he? Yeah. Because chances are he's probably her ride. You know. Right. Um. So then eventually, at some point, like I think 15 minutes later, she actually calls him on the phone, which I think is a little rude. Yeah. You know, maybe they do deserve each other to some extent because she whips out her phone and it's like, and he obviously didn't answer the call because she leaves a message about what an asshole he is because she can't find him and she's in the theater and blah, blah, blah. You know, I've had it with you. I've been done. You're such a fucking asshole. And I'm just like, <sighs> like, you should not even bother calling him. You should have just let him do whatever you want to do. Like, right. like sometimes you just got to let that, that, that thing go. You know, mm. and like I said, it wasn't it wasn't too. And then she eventually did come back, but it was right back to the. You know what? You just want to go. Do you just want to go? Fine, we'll just go. You fucking always you ruin everything. Like, and it was just really like, wow. Come on, like you must got a big dick. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's that. I think it's honestly. I think most of the time when you're in a relationship like that, it's the fear of not a fear of dying alone. Theory. Yeah. It's that. This is the, this is as good as I'm going to get. So I'm miserable. So let me make that other person miserable with me because misery loves company, mm. and therefore you wind up having this horrible relationship where you're just like nothing but bickering. We're always trying to ruin each other because of time. Like if the guy just would have shut up and just maybe go, look, it's not it's not my kind of humor, but it's hers. I care about her. Yeah, you know. And again, she, you know, he, I'm sure she's had to put up with something that he wanted to do that she didn't want to do. Right. And probably did the same thing to him. Because mm. I don't really see, like, I, I didn't get the vibe that she was some sort of saint either. Yeah. You know, I definitely feel it's it's a, a relationship of one-upmanship. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, well, I don't know why we're here. This is stupid. Your friends are stupid. Okay, fine, baby. You know, they bitch, bitch, bitch. And then when something she wants to do, he goes, you know what? 
fucking bitch ruined my night, so I'm not going to ruin hers. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's this nonstop ping pong match of who's going to piss each other off because now we can't have a good time because I have to prove that I'm right and you're wrong. Mm. You know, instead of just being an adult and going, you know what, it's not my thing, but I care about you, so let's, you know, I will try to, sh- I will try to enjoy it. Yeah. And it will at least be respectful that you enjoy it. We, you know? mm like, there's going to be certain things in a relationship where you're going to be like, you know, it's not my thing, but they dig it. So either excuse myself in the situation or be supportive. Right. And it just seemed like, I was like, they eventually left. But it didn't ruin my good time. I guess, I don't know if it ruined your good time. No, no, because after you were there, I had, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I had Sean there. He was, everything was going to be fine. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I'm just going to go, Whoa! oh. Well, you've got that medicine predecessor. Whether you think really? so, yes. Yeah, like if you get that angry face and you stand up, it's kind of like the bull's out. Don't fuck the bull because yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fuck you up. You know, like I think and you'd probably be like, you know, you probably get a few punches in and all. And she's probably gonna trip you, and then it's gonna be right, like a be two on to... one, and I'm just gonna be videotaping. <laughs> hey, this is gonna be good for the Geeksters site, Geeksters Facebook, yeah, Geeksters Radio on Facebook. This is what we did Tuesday night. <laughs> Sean got into a fight <laughs> and, and a comedy thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing is, is like with you being there, you you like I wouldn't say anything. I would just keep my mouth shut and be like this thing of the whole night, like how horrible these people are, right? And annoying me. But I know you would be like after a while, like if it got to a point where you go, you know what, I fucking got to say something, right? You're gonna say something, <laughs> you know? You're gonna you're gonna stand up and go. What the fuck? Dump the bitch or, you know, or yeah. dump the ass, you know, you're, you're not, whatever, you know, kind of thing. And then, or just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at one point I did, I was definitely. Cause there was on... a couple of times I looked over at you and I saw that face and that, that like, you hear, you see the head jerk to the, to the <laughs> right, you know, looking at them, giving that mean look, like, you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up, you know, kind of thing. Like, and I guess they quiet down because then the head went back, and then you're like, then the joke came on. You're like, ah, you start laughing, you know. I'm going back to me having a good time, and every once in a while, I just got to lean over and go, what the fuck? Like, we're supposed to all be, we're all here to have a good time. Good time, right? You know, why do you have to dump? Because not only are you ruining her night, but now you're partly ruining my night because I'm in proximation to you. I'm sure the people behind them were just as annoyed as well as the people in front of them. Mm. Like, so if at one point, if I did, did decide to stand up and go, dude, just get the fuck out of the theater. You're obviously a douchebag. Get the fuck out. I probably would have had half the audience going. Yeah. You know, like, you know, just to embarrass the shit out of them. But then he seems to be the kind of dick. that would be like, oh, you fuck you and throw a punch at me. Then I'd have to make him eat his arm. Yeah. Like, you know, it yeah. would just be like, oh, and I don't want that. I'm here to enjoy. Yeah. You know? I don't want to walk out battered and bruised for fifteen fucking dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the main attraction. It's what's on screen. I'm, right. here to, I'm here to laugh. I don't want to be <laughs> ding ding. I don't want to have to punch in the face and then stop to go <laughs> and then bang 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 bang. Yo, know, yeah. like, <laughs> it's just I don't want to be in the middle in the middle punching him down. <laughs> You'd look over at the screen and laugh yeah, and, just, <laughs> and punch him slower. <laughs> laugh <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> I would look like a maniac. And next thing you know, laughing man gets arrested today at a movie theater. <laughs> like I'd be like, I wasn't laughing at the thing, I was laughing at what was on screen. Those guys were funny. <laughs> So like that was that was our Tuesday, but overall it was a great time. Yeah, it did make me want to go. And like when we walked out, I was like, God, I, I have, 
I have all the bootlegs of every episode because I'm one of those guys like they do put them on DVD. Yeah. But they don't have them in order, and that bothers the shit out of me. They don't have them in seasons because of copyrights and right. getting the signature permissions, permissions like, and like stuff like that. So they have like little box sets of like four movies. And they also did the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie for Universal. Mm. So I want them coming home and popping that in because I'm like, you know what? It's kind of late. Let me go and watch that, kind of fall asleep to it. Kind of, I'm in that ha 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 mood. Yeah. So I was watching all the behind the scenes stuff and. It was interesting only for the fact that as popular as the show was and Universal said, okay, you can make this movie. The typical studio mentality of is, well, you can't do that. Yeah. But this is what made the show popular. Well, no, no. Don't say this. Say that. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like it was amazing how they had to kind of change jokes that would have been funnier. But somebody in a suit went, well, I don't get that reference. So you're, if I don't get that reference, other people aren't going to get that reference. So you have to change it. So that's why they felt like the movie, and the movie wound up being only like 76 minutes. Because back then, there was the mentality of you can't have a good comedy under, all good comedies had to be under 90 minutes. Yeah. So they didn't even, you weren't even able to watch the actual movie, which was This Island Earth that they did. Mm. So they had to cut down that, that movie and then do the stuff that they do. Yeah. So like you, because technically they could have gotten a good two hours out of that movie with the all the fillers that they do during the course of the show. Mm -hmm. But they just kind of like they they trimmed it, and then the quality of the movie wasn't good because they had to you know make it um, fit the screen with the images. It was really fascinating to see the trouble they had to make the movie, and they all kind of felt like that movie was nowhere near as good as it should have been. Yeah, it wasn't like. Yeah, we're proud of it. It was definitely like a, ooh, well, we did it. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was good though. You know, so that was uh, that's what we did Tuesday. Now you and I both went to the movies this weekend. Yes. So do you want to do the top five to see where our movies landed in? in... Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? Let's do that. <laughs> did, did I throw you a curveball? Yet? No. Oh, all right. No, no, no. Okay. Okay, right. well, what do we start, start off with number five? Number five was the number two movie of last week, in, uh, Independence Day Resurgence. It made $16.5 million over the weekend and seventy two point six overall in the two weeks release with a $165 million budget. So, okay. Oof. <laughs> it's not even, not, even, not even half. Wow. Wow, that's, that's not good. Okay, so that'll hit Blu-ray by the fall. <laughs> uh, the BFG, it made $19.5 million over the weekend. And since it's a new release, it, that's where it's sitting at a hundred and forty million dollar budget. Yeah. Now, before we go any, yeah, Ed just went oof, like yeah. he did that oof, like punched in the gut. Look, <laughs> um, this is Spielberg's new movie, yeah. the animated one with the giant. Now, I don't know what big BFG means. Bank friendly giant. Okay, that's what my dad said too. And the reason why I'm confused by it is because I'm a gamer. <laughs> the BFG is the big fucking gun. Yes, yeah. from Doom. Yes. So every time I see that poster, I see BFG. I, I thought always, it was, I think it's a Doom movie. Yes, I always. Well, I mean, I'm not from the poster, but every time I see the BFG, I always go, "It's big fucking gun," and I know it's not big fucking gun. I know it's got giant. I didn't know what the F stood for friendly. Yeah, it wasn't like big fucking giant because it's a Spielberg kids film. I think it's a Disney movie too. Yeah, because yeah. it's the first movie that Spielberg has done for Disney. Yeah. Which is apparently it's gonna be the last. Probably will be. <laughs> you know, make an open a Spielberg movie opening up to nineteen million dollars. That's 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain that because at one time Spielberg was the god. god. Yeah, yeah, the, you, know, you heard Spielberg's name, you knew it was going to make. And, yeah, it was going to be a hit because right. you knew he had this this way to tap in. Like I was reading an article on in Vanity um, Vanity Fair, mm. maybe it is online. Yeah, um, I think it was that. But but someone was like, has Spielberg lost his touch with the audience? Because he used to make all these great, fantastic movies: Jaws, E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the Raider, the Raiders movies, and then all of a sudden, and I say I blame. I don't want to say I blame Schindler's List. Sort of, because after he made Schindler's List, which was kind of like his first really serious movie, mm. he wins an Oscar for, and then it becomes a series of these depressing real-life dramas that yeah. he was doing. And it seemed to be like he lost touch with the fantasy, the the, the dream of being a movie maker, almost, it felt like, because it mm. was that Spies Among Us. And I'm not saying these movies were horrible, because Schindler's List is a great movie, but I would really like to see a fucking Steven Spielberg movie that makes me go, that's a that's a movie I remember. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have, like, Super 8, J.J. Abrams did. And it's obviously an homage to him being a kid and loving the Spielberg movies. Mm-hmm. And you can feel that. And it's just like you kind of want to have that magic from a Spielberg movie. And I don't, I don't know if BFG has it or not because apparently no one's seen it. Or I don't even know how it is in the ratings. Like, um, it, critics, I don't know if they like it, if they hate it, mm. but it kind of makes you question. Going, has Spielberg kind of lost his his touch. his touch? And as far as I don't think he has, I think he's just. I, I think the problem is that you evolve as a person, and sometimes, like he said himself a couple times, he would never if he if, if he were going to make Jaws today, he wouldn't have even attempted it. Like, there's something to be said for being young and stupid and being courageous and doing what you can to get a movie being made and then now when it's like okay best way to put it is i'm a huge marilyn manson fan mm-hmm. and any kind of heavy metal band always has this anger and this 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 like oh like manson has it yeah. metallic has it um i had it well okay well that's exactly my point yeah they have it until they get successful how angry do you have to be when you have to millions of dollars in the bank yeah so it's one of those things where it's like you're not as hungry, you're not as angry. It's like, oh, life sucks, rah rah rah. As I'm sitting on my golden toilet, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, I can sleep late because I got millions in the bank. So what do I have to be angry about? Ooh, my steak wasn't rare, yeah. you know, <laughs> cooked the way I like. Rah, 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 rah. You know, yeah. Like so it, I think it happened to Spielberg that the hungriness and the the I want to do this movie just because no one's ever made it or this movie because it might be difficult, but I have that the tenacity and the balls almost to kind of want to go out there and, and see if I can do it. Now he doesn't have to. It's like, I want to make movies that I want to see. It's like, oh, that's great. But apparently... You're the only one. <laughs> yeah, at, right now. Or, 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 I hate to say it that way, but yeah. But I mean, I, I think with this kind of animated, I mean, I've seen trailers of it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's neat. I mean, like, it's kind of like, oh, I'd like to see it, but I won't see it until like DVD or Blu-ray kind of thing. I, you know? I saw a review that said it kind of reminded them a lot like E.T., the way it played. Mm. But, you know, I don't know if E.T. could still work today. Mm. You know, let's look ahead. I mean. Well, I was just saying that. I mean, like, to me, watching that trailer was just kind of like. 
it kind of reminded me of uh, remember the other the Luke George Lucas came out with a movie not too long ago. It was called Practical Magic, and that was an animated movie that didn't do too well. Really? Yes. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yes. I really. He's, he's like two or three years old now. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. After he sold, after he sold, uh, after he made his four billion dollars sale, sell, yes, he made a movie. Yes. Practical Magic. Yes. I gotta be uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, a kids yeah. animated movie. I can tell you that much. But I, like nobody saw it. I still haven't seen it. And I'm like, you know, like, are you sure? Because I see the one Practical Magic is Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman. No. All right. I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, it's, maybe I maybe I maybe I missed missed uh, yeah. the title. But I know it's an animated movie that he did. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking. So like nobody's really saw it, and it's just like you know, after Star Wars, it's kind of like there's really no you know. There's no magic there for him to create these movies. And it's just like, it's a shame because like when Star Wars came out, that was the thing. I mean, you know, and, and people still pine over that a little bit, you know, and that's why episode seven came out and was a success, I think, because the original characters were there and, you know, that design was, right, you know, okay. but that I mean like when they did the, the, the prequels, you, you know, it's not there. Director. I guess. Did he direct it? Yes. Uh, no, I mean, uh, look at look at life. Herbie Fahrenheit, uh, two thousand and five. He did after the Revenge of the Sith. So I don't see. Like I'm saying, are you sure? I'm looking up now. Just to see I mean, I see Willow, Indiana Jed. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> uh, no, I gotta be honest. I liked Radio Land Murders, but that's an old movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. I'm like, Ed, what movie are you talking about? <laughs> like. Uh, I, this is going to now like bother strange me. magic. Strange magic. There it is. Okay, Jacob. 2015. Yes. All right. <laughs> it's a little over year old. I thought it was longer. Okay. Than that. No, no, no. Fair enough. I don't. And he wrote it, but he didn't direct it. That's oh. where. That's where uh, it was directed by Gary Rydstrom. Okay. Um, and his writing credit, obviously. Well, they were pushing it's it. It's a as... story by George Lucas. If that that was the thing though, George Lucas's name was attached to the project right. through marketing because it was like. You thought George Lucas did the whole thing, but right. the way they they, the way they market it, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was us like, and I'm like, wow, like nobody saw it. I'm like kind of interested to see it because it's a George Lucas film, but it's not. Apparently, it's just you just wrote it. So what's so wrong? And then something's in the air, like like it's like a like someone like sprayed perfume and it's like bothering my eyes. I knew neither of us did it. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's one of those like, hey. Here. Well, no, they they they've I've, I've noticed when something must be something must be done here during the studio we don't know about. Because every time we walk in, it's just like a fresh, like, yeah, like airwick like, type thing. Or... But, like, I was fine sitting in, but now my eyes are getting all watery, and I can taste it in the back of my throat. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the hell is that? Like, it smells too flowery. As so I'm like, is it the microphone? No. I'm like, so I'm like going around the studio. I'm going around, like, my area going, where is it strong at? <laughs> like, it's not me. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Uh, I know I'm breaking your concentration. I apologize. So, but anyway, they like to to to, to hear that like 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 nobody really saw it. Like it bombed. Right. And I'm like, and it's like I said, George Lucas's <coughs> name was prominent when I saw the right. commercials and and like every trailer. Like they had to mention George Lucas's yeah. name had to be slapped in there. You know, somewhere you saw, you know, from George Lucas. You know, they didn't say he wrote it, but that was <laughs> right. like, you know you're thinking. Well, he must have been like he, well, that's, that's right, directed. It. That's yeah. the beauty of advertising. You throw a name that you recognize. You go, oh, I might want to go see it. Yeah, I completely understand. And it right. just bombed horribly, and it was just like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I don't know if I'll even see BFG. Um, I got no real interest. 
it's a shame too because I was a huge Spielberg fan. Yeah, you know, I mean, him producing obviously still works because Jurassic World he produced, he didn't direct, but you know, he was like, yeah, yeah, sure, here's some money, go make it, and probably turned his back, or maybe he had an input on some things. Yeah, but he still reaps the benefit of of it being a number one in the box office last year. Yeah, you know, so. He still has a somewhat of a draw, but maybe not because he's too busy doing like, oh, now you see me too, or something like that, you know. <laughs> and we'll get that one. No, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I was like... thinking, what was the one where Tom Hanks is chasing after Leonardo DiCaprio? That was a uh, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, that was a Spielberg movie. Was it? I think so. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You're gonna look, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah, okay, well, I was going to say, well, hey, we'll come at number three, but you're looking at it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you got there? Okay, you know what? Actually, since you do have it there, um, see what his directing, see if you can go down to being a director. Because I want to see, you. yeah, I don't know, you might go a little too far. Okay, there it is. 56 credits, here we go. Okay, let's go backwards. What's his, what's his, okay, obviously start from BFG and work back. Uh, Bridge of Spies, yeah, which was another Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, didn't see that. Uh, Lincoln. Didn't see that. War Horse. Didn't see that. The Adventures of Tintin. Uh, kind of wanted to. Kind of started seeing it, but kind of lost interest in it in the halfway through the movie. Go ahead. A Timeless Call, which is a documentary short. Okay, forget that. We we'll go movies. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal okay, Skull. Well, I saw that. We all know how that worked out. Munich. Okay. War of the Worlds. All right. I, I saw that one because I had Tom Cruise and Spielberg. I thought, you know what, my Minority Report's really good. This one was uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, Catch Me If You Can. Okay. Uh, Minority Report. Uh-huh. AI of Artificial Intelligence. Okay. I saw uh, that. I like that one. The Unfinished Journey, which is another documentary short. Shaving Private Ryan. Okay. Amistad. Okay, Amistad. Amistad, sorry. Uh, the Lost Word, Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, Schindler's List. All right, let's stop right there. Stop right there. Okay, now let's start at Schindler's List. And how many of those movies, that was what, 10, 15 movies you mentioned? Movies. Strictly theatrical movies. Huh? Uh, 15. 15, okay. 16 if you count the BFG. Okay, out of those 16 movies, how many of them are, would you say are dramas? Uh, starting with Schindler's List. Starting with Schindler's List. Okay, so I go here. Schindler's List. Errors, okay. Boom, one. <laughs> I don't know what Amistad was. Amistad, it's, it's at the slave. Uh, it's uh, history, the slave boat. Amistad. Two. All right. <laughs> Saving Fire Rivens, three. Um... I think Terminal's a, a drama. Yes, that's with Tom Hanks being uh, trapped. Not trapped, but uh, stranded at an airport. I think Munich's a, a drama. It is. It's, it's about the uh, Israeli troops after the, the Germany thing. Go ahead. Catch Me If You Can, I would say, is a drama. Yeah, six. All right. Uh, uh, Spies is seven. Link is eight. War Horse is definitely Nine. one. Uh huh. What's the one underneath that? The the what? The Adventures of Tintin. Tintin. Yeah, it's all okay. right. Animated movie. That's but, right. All right. So how many we got so far? Nine. Nine. So nine nine movies out of those fifteen, you would say are dramas. Mm-hmm. Now let's go pre, um, Schindler's List. Okay. Okay. So starting the first movie before Schindler's List was. So before Schindler's List was uh, Jurassic Park. Okay. Now before that. Hook. Before that. The Visionary, which now no, 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 always. Okay, okay, a drama, but it had a, a what do you call it, a more of a fairy tale kind of tone because that was one where um, Richard Dreyfus dies as a pilot, and he haunts um, 
his his wife Holly Hunter, his girlfriend, the woman that he loves. Mm. John Goodman's in it. It's a great movie. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, yes, okay, yeah. All right, so All right. now go ahead. What's before that? Uh, the Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Okay, Empire of the Sun. Okay, drama. Drama. But... All right, The Color Purple. Okay, drama. Yes. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. Uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Okay, you know what? Scroll down to where Jaws is. That's what, 1975? 1975. Okay, now count up the number of name of dramas up to Schindler's List. From Jaws? Yeah, so Jaws, I wouldn't say, okay, now just start naming them. And if you don't know, I'll tell you it's a drama or not. Uh, 1941. Comedy. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, Let's see. Color Purple might be the first. Yes, it is. Color, Color Purple, Empire of the Sun were the two dramas. Uh-huh. Uh, you said Always was kind of not a drama. I, you know, yeah, it was a romantic comedy, believe it or not. Okay. All right. But, I mean, you can count that. But, yeah, all right. I so wouldn't count that. that's two. Well, if you don't count that, it's just two. Uh-huh. And uh, that's it. Two. Okay. Two. So before Schindler's List, before he wins the Oscar for Best Director, it's adventures, comedies, with a couple serious movies, but the serious movies they decide to pick are, are very serious movies. Color Purple is a serious movie. Yes. Um, then he wins the Oscar. Bam. Serious movie. Serious movie. Serious movie. Oh, yeah. You know what? Here's a, here's a, a movie I was kind of working on. You know, mm. I, I think that at some point his career was like, well, I won the Oscar. Now this is expected out of me, so now I need to do more of it. And I can't, I don't know if, I don't know if he's doing movies that he wants to do anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying, yeah. Like, at some point, you become a working director, and it's not being a visionary, you become a working director. Mm. Like, I, you know, it's one of those weird things. Like, if you look and trace his history, you just kind of go, all right, does he have it or doesn't he have it? Or did he forget who he once was? Or did he just evolve as a person? Yep. Ooh, deep questions here at Geeksters. Ooh. Anyway, what came in at number three? Three, three was a new release as well. It was The Purge Election Year. made $30.8 million. And since it's new release, that's where it sits, but it only has a $10 million budget. The Purge movie, it's kind of a horror movie in a way. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Would you call it a horror movie? It is a horror movie. All right. I, yeah, okay. I mean, it's not traditional horror, but it's definitely a... a... Well, I, it's, it's, it's more of a realistic horror than anything else to me because it's the you have 12 hours to convert any crime. And, of course, obviously, the one they probably depict most is murder. Well, yeah. It's, you it's, know, it's, it's, it's... it's not jaywalking. Yeah, or... like... Oh, I need a new Atari. I need a new uh, Xbox One. So I'm going to smash his window. And, you know, that'd yeah. be kind of boring. You just smash your window, take a, giant, a big screen TV, and there you are watching it for the next 11 hours. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's obviously the murder. Right. You know? <laughs> murder is the one. It's the idea since the first one that it's for the government in order to maintain civility in this United States. One time every year for 12 hours, all crime is legal. Yes. You know, and it's called the purge. And that's where the first movie had um, you, um, Ethan Hawke in it. Mm. I didn't see it. My sister saw it. She said it was pretty good. Um, I'm surprised it's made two spinoff movies or sequels, you might say. Yeah. Um, the concept is kind of neat. Kind of. Well, I mean, you're, you're taking now like what humanity, like a lot of horror movies was like that. Like they've heard a story and they, they uh, 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 accentuated it. Right. You know, where this is, this is real life. Like now it's like, you know, now I'm like these real life murders are happening in 12 hour period. And now we're going to document it. It's almost kind right. of like in a way, like, like how horrible man is. That's not like a. Right. Like if you gave man 12 hours to do whatever they want to do, this is how, how scum, how 
the scum of the earth we really are as human beings. Yes. You're going to have the sheep and the wolves. You're going to have the wolves going out causing the crimes and the murders and the rapes while you have the sheep trying to lock down their houses just to keep safe. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of get it. And you're right. It is. It's a very thin kind of feeling like, geez, we're how close to we are we actually that actually happening? (laughs) You know, so I kind of. Yeah. And this one seems a little different because it's. It went from like a standard like, ooh, we're breaking into your house to now where it's there's a a, a senator who's trying to stop the purge from happening yeah. and the apparently there's a government conspiracy to try to get her killed, so they hire people during the purge to go after her. Yeah. And then the guy from the second movie is in this movie. You know, apparently because from the trailer that I saw, it looks like the guy that was in the second movie and he did some stuff the last purge, which was the second movie that he doesn't. He's kind of changed his attitude. He's, he's uh, whatever. I don't yeah. know. The only the only one I, the only one that really stands out to me was the guy who's protecting her in the movie was from the Iron Man uh, or the not the Avengers movies where he was playing Captain America's. Uh, it was, oh, no, it was Crossbones. Ca- yes, Crossbones. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of. There's a, a curiosity for me to want to watch them. I think I think the purge might be on Netflix. Maybe I'll watch it. You know. Okay, what came in at number two? Number two was The Legend of Tarzan. It was a new release and it made uh, thirty eight point one million over the weekend. That's where it sits with a hundred and eighty million dollar budget. Mm. And now you that I, I saw think, it. I saw uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. Um, I saw it. I saw it. All right. Um okay, you want me to do my review? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know if you wanted to do the number one movie. And... No, no, you'll do the review because my movie happens to be the number one movie. Oh, so... look at you. <laughs> um, the movie was really good. Yeah. It wasn't like I didn't walk out going, oh, my God, it's amazing. But I walked out and went, it's a solid movie. Like, it's really good. It's not, like I said, it's not, it's not a lot of fanfare. Like, here's the problem. Tarzan's a very old, old story. Yes. Um. And I kind of think like it's Tales not, old time. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> I, I, like right now. I, I, if our friend Dave Sipon was here, he would go, "Oh, it's no Bo Derek uh, Tarzan." Yeah, you know, but it's also not um, Christopher Lambert's Tarzan either. Yeah, it's definitely. First of all, it stars uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, he's so dreamy. Eric from True Blood. Okay. Margot Robbie, who is going to be Harley in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, it has Christoph Waltz in it, the guy who um, it was um, Bo, uh, Bo Blowfield in, in um, Spectre. Spectre. Other people know him from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Also has Samuel L. Jackson in it. <laughs> you know, now, here's the problem. I love. I really like this movie. When it comes out in Blu-ray, I'm buying it because okay. the visual effects were great. There were moments where you, you empathize with, like, there's a moment where Tarzan comes across two lions mm. and he, he, you know, he's kind of rubbing, you know, he comes down, hunches down and he, the plot is, um, without spoiling anything, it's Tarzan's already home. He's actually in London and there's the Christoph Waltz needs him to come back to the Congo where he was rescued from, from being Tarzan. Now he's John, whatever his name is, John Clayton. Mm-hmm. Um, John, yeah, John Clayton, I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can... yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, I think, because I did see an interview on um, uh, uh, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, John Clayton. Yes. Okay. 
Okay. Where they talked about it, it's like kind of like ten years after they find him in yes. in the Congo. Yes. So a lot of people right away are going, "Oh, how come it's not him?" And I'll be honest, him just being in the jungle would have been a very fucking boring story because it's he doesn't really say much when he's in the jungle interacting with you know the monkeys, the apes, and the lions and the gorillas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It would be a very boring movie, you know. So having him already established as a guy who's been rescued, uh, he's married to Jane. Uh, who's played by Margot Robbie, and Christoph Waltz needs him to come back to the to basically the Congo because he needs um, diamonds that are in the land where uh, I want to say um, I can never pronounce this guy's name, uh, and I'm surprised that he's not there in the top. Anyway, there's a uh, wow, like he's not where? How come he's not in the? I'm sorry, I'm a little annoyed because the guy's pretty famous, and I'm surprised he's not... In the top of the list? Yeah, in the top of the list. Was um, he in a lot in the movie? No, he wasn't. It's probably so that's why. why, yeah. The, Jimon Hanso, I, I always say his name wrong. Um, he's... I'm just going to show Ed. He's that guy. Okay. <laughs> he, he was in Gladiator, Blood Diamonds. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was... Um, oh, he was one of the guards, I think, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, so... He's, he's all, the one that he's the one that goes Star Lord, and it's, then yes. the, Peter Quill goes finally. Yes, <laughs> that guy. Yes, he's okay. that guy. All right. Um, so he and he's the head of a tribe, and he wants Tarzan to come back to the island because he wants to avenge his son's death. Mm. So Christoph Waltz finds a way to sucker Tarzan, trying to co- coax Tarzan into coming back to the Congo. Samuel L. Jackson basically tells John Clayton. You need to do this because here's a guy who's working for the king right now, and his whole area is poor, but yet he's very silent. It's very, like, you really do need to go and bring me along with you because I'm from America, and we need to find out what's really going on. Problem is, Samuel L. Jackson plays Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong, I love him as an actor. I think he's great, but he's Samuel L. Jackson. When he's on screen, there's no real acting. You could have thrown an eye patch on him, and he would have been Nick Fury. Yeah, his attitude, um, which I'm okay with. But sometimes you want to see him reach as an actor. Like, I, I mean, it's not like there's no cursing. It's not like he's like swing from that vibe, motherfucker. Yeah, you know, it wasn't nothing like that. It was just. Did he die in the movie? No, he did not. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Most of the movies I've seen him, and he dies. So. Okay. No, no, he lived. Um, but there was definitely, like, uh, I guess he, Samuel Jackson. Did he give him the powering speech? No, he did not. Oh, okay. No, he didn't, because it's not really, he's not, he's not really a, a main character in the movie. Yeah. It's definitely a Tarzan Jane kind of thing, mm. which is always is. Visually, it's great, um, and the special effects are good, but there's, like, a moment where Tarzan finally comes back to Africa, and he comes over this hill, and he tells Jane, who's talking to Samuel Jackson, Wait there because there's these lions there, and he gets down and he's you know how you now catch rub across each other's faces. He's doing that, and Samuel Jackson's the first time he's seen tigers, you know, lions actually, female lions, and he's stunned. And she looks over and he's like, he's known them since they were cubs. You know, you yeah. get that little kind of, <laughs> yeah. but he's but to see to see Eric from True Blood, you know, doing the whole like rubbing up against a cat, and you're going, I know that cat's not there because it's all special effects. Yeah. I'm like. But goddamn, it's an emotional scene. You know, you're going, that's pretty awesome. Like, just to see it. 
Like, I know that the jungle scenes that I'm looking at are not really there, but it's beautiful. Um, the story, there's, and you, we could have seen it in 3D, but we opted not to. Mm. And I'm kind of glad because I'm going to tell you right now, there's, they only did really one moment in the movie where you go, they did that for 3D. There's a moment where they Cheap 3D tricks. Yeah, it was, it was a cheap 3D trick because it has to do with an ostrich. And this os- there, as Samuel Jackson and Tarzan are walking across a field, there's ostriches, which reminded me of that scene in um, Jurassic Park, the first one, where the two-legged birds, you know, they're being chased by the T-Rex. Mm. Well, there's like a moment like that where they're running through by them, and Samuel Jackson's like, I don't know, he's bitching about having to walk a lot. Mm. And then they have this ostrich behind him, and then there's a moment where you have a close-up of the ostrich, and the ostrich kind of does that like pecking motion with his face, and I'm just going... Okay, that's for 3D. Like, yeah. you didn't need it. You yeah. could have just cut out that snippet right there, and it would have been like, all right, well. And that would have been the only trick they would have done for the 3D other than the scope and the depth. Like, there's a moment where Tarzan jumps off of a cliff, just, and you follow him down. So you're going, okay, if that was in 3D, that might have looked pretty badass, and him grabbing vines and swinging. Like, him swinging from vine to vine was pretty majestic. I, I mean, it's going to sound kind of goofy, but it's... If you've never seen Tarzan or George of the Jungle, <laughs> it's you kind of go, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, and you're watching his interaction with the gorillas, and they do his story, his origin story in the series, like like small little snippet flashbacks, kind of like Deadpool, but not as funny. Mm. Um, but it was a good, solid movie. You walked out going, wow, that was better than, than any I think anyone ever expected. Like my dad walked out, and he was like, that was way better than I expected because I thought they were going to go cheesy with Tarzan. Because like, it's so easy of a character to go cheesy with. Yeah, it's hard. Like, me, Tarzan, you, Jane. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. None of that, because it's been 10 years since he's been out, so he talks, you know, like he talks. Right. Not like us, who talk like this, you know. Um, but he definitely is proper, and he, but they, little things I really like, the character development. Like, he walks, and he has his hands kind of closed a little bit, like how a monkey, if he was going to walk on fours, yeah. how they walk with their knuckles. Yeah. And so you can see that his hands are different than most hands. And he he sees a bunch of kids and you know cuz she's a teacher. And he the kids kind of like Tarzan cuz he's famous. Everyone knows Tarzan. Yeah. You know because it's a story that's written down so it's like kind of like it'd be like if someone wrote a story about Superman and Superman is an actual person. Yeah. Like he's a he's a rock star. So he gets down on all you know on his haunches and cuz they're like looking at his hands he's like Growing up, my bone structure has changed to fit more to walk on all fours. So you see, like, his hands are just a little bigger and a little more muscular, mm. you know, and they kind of bend a little differently. I thought that was real nice. Like, it was like little touches, like little yeah. things. And not like, not like his feet kind of closed around like, like how monkeys do, but yeah. the hands thing was kind of cool. Christoph Waltz is fucking brilliant as the bad guy, as always. Yeah. You know, and he has, like, these little touches that he does that are just viciously evil. Like, you're just waiting for this moment of just explosion of violence, and he never does because he maintains that level of cool evilness. Mm-hmm. You know, the visual effects, phenomenal. The story itself was pretty good, but I can definitely, when you walk out, um, he does do the, uh, 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 but you never see him do it on screen. Okay. That's the only spoiler I'll give. It happens twice in the movie, close to the end, and I felt like they did it for specific reasons, not to be cheesy. It was definitely a call. Uh, the two kind of like he's Christoph Waltz gets a hold of Jane and takes her and you may see in the trailer he's like you know you're gonna have to scream for me and she's like what like a damsel 
He's like, he's Tarzan, you're Jane, doesn't really matter, and walks away, you know? Mm. And you're like, ah, <laughs> and then during the course of the movie when he's catching up to Jane, he does the, oh, like you hear her, you see her reaction, and you see Christoph Waltz's reaction to the, 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 the call that he does. Yeah. And that's kind of a, I'm coming to get you. And then something happens during that moment, and he does the call again, which makes her smile, makes Christoph Waltz be real worried, and it's more of a, I'm coming to get you. Yeah. You know, kind of moment. You're just like, oh, shit's about to go off. Like, but you never see him actually on the branch going, cupping his arms, going, because that would look cheesy. You know, (laughs) die, monkeys and lions, join up and help me. You know, like, <laughs> looks you, cheesy now. Yeah, okay. exactly. And you know, I see why they didn't call you for that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you sent that audition tape. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't take I it. I even did it in half naked. <laughs> you know, I had the loincloth, like no loincloth either. By the way, uh, okay. no loincloth. So, <clears throat> I mean, and I secure enough of my manhood. Going, Alexander Skarsgård is a very handsome man. Very handsome. If you ever seen True Blood, he's Eric. Yeah. So you just kind of go, all right. Well, they talked about that in the interview with Conan O'Brien, where he, oh, yeah? where he like basically had a trainer that would he would train like all day long for like nine months. Oh, really? And he only could eat was a uh, uh, chicken, berries and monkeys, <laughs> berries, <and> bananas, <laughs> no. uh, like chicken and some other whatever it was. That that was it. That's all he could do. Oh, yeah. Like and, and like. And they said, like, after a while, like, they were done the movie and he had to do some reshoots, a couple little, you know, right. scenes he had to, you know, redo. And he was like, I was off the diet. And he said, I had to go on a diet for, like, three more months just to do those reshoots because it was just, you know. He was ripped as fuck. I mean, it's he no, looked good in the interview. I mean, like, looked, yeah. I mean, he was a handsome man in True Blood. I he's mean, a fine specimen of a man. He's like, oh, Lord, Lord, he gives me the vapors. <laughs> Definitely a good looking man. Yeah. And, and it's Eric. But to see him, he's got the whole, like, the, I call it the uh, arrow pointing down to the junk, yeah. the V in the gut, you know, going down. And he's all ripped, six pack. If you're, um, if you swoon, you saw him as Eric. It'd be like uh, women would be like, "Oh lordy, oh, I'm oh, wet." <laughs> holy mackerel! You you could hear the as women are stepping up out of the theater. Yeah, you know, because that's how handsome he was and how ripped he was. And Margot Robbie, she looked gorgeous too, and. And she's great, and I love her, and I find her extremely beautiful. But in the back of my head, I'm going, she's fucking Harley. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm just like, all right, you know. I mean, overall, I would recommend going and see it. I'm definitely going to buy it when it comes out in Blu-ray and DVD, mm. Blu-ray, mm. Um, because it's it's a really good movie. I'm curious about this behind the scenes stuff. Like, how much was it fake? Like when he's swinging through the vines and. Yeah. You know, how was he, did they actually just, you know, him in a green screen or did they digitalize him? Because he is, you know, he goes by so fast, you're not really sure. But to watch him, watch those scenes where he is jumping from, swinging from vine to vine, you just go, wow, that is just a beautiful shot. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, again, I'm kind of a movie snob about certain things where it's like, I can appreciate the, the nuances of a character development, Dad. <laughs> yes, I realize it's about a man who grew up with apes who's out swinging from a vine. But notice his knuckles. Look at that. That's the details. That I, you know, and yeah, it's no exploding robots, but yeah. it's still visually pretty cool. I, was, it was, I highly recommend it as a movie. Okay. I don't see a sequel. They better not do a sequel. Only because I don't think Tarzan is a serial-type movie. 
Like, what are you going to do? Tarzan 2, you know, he goes to New York. <laughs> the con- Tarzan 2, concrete, con- concrete jungle? You know, like, I just... Like, he's already out of the jungle, and you bring him back into the jungle. Star- uh, Tarzan 2, the search for a cheetah. Yes. <laughs> Tarzan 2. I, I miss my friend. We must find him. We must find him. We must find my friend, Cheetah. Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> Not once he told like that, but all of a sudden now for the sequel he does. Yes. <laughs> Me Tarzan, look for Cheetah. Dude, you what? Why are you talk like that? Me Tarzan, Eugene. <laughs> I'm also your wife. Now stop the shit and let's get going. Let's get going. We're gonna be late. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw the number one movie. The number weekend. one movie, which was Finding Dory, made $41.9 over the weekend and 372.2 wow. overall in the three weekends release, three weeks release. And I have to say that I understand why this is the number one movie for three weeks in a row. Um, it was a prequel slash sequel. Okay. The, the first few minutes of the movie, they you see <laughs> what happens to Dory before he meets... Uh, Marlon the Clownfish. Okay. Like basically, it's like like right. her, her life kind of growing up like very quickly. They you know give you things because she has short term memory. Right. And she so she doesn't remember. So she see her as little. The... Wow, what was that? I don't know. All right. Are we still on? <laughs> and I think we're fine. Oh, you know what? It might be. Uh, it might have been the Velcro on that thing. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, keep going. All right. That was kind of creepy. It, but was, anyway. it was kind of creepy. Almost somebody got haunted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it showed it showed her life. And there was the, the cutest little, she was the cutest little thing. And after the second time of seeing her as the cute one, my wife went over to me and going, we go back to Disney. I got to get the baby. <laughs> baby <laughs> Dory. Right now, someone at Disney heard that and went, that's why we did it. <laughs> so, but the thing it was, is it, it started off with, her and her parents, and basically, like she has her term memory loss is basically right, right, what right, the, right. the whole yeah. thing of her. Everyone knows who Dory is. So, so at one point, they're trying to they're trying to teach her things to survive. You know, basically, so they're teaching her like hide and seek, so that way she can keep seeking them out, and you know, right. that type of thing. And like she would, she would, they would go in a conversation, and all of a sudden, she'd turn around and see something like you know, like something shiny. And and then turn around and go and then like go what were we talking about like you know right like how she does in in, in Finding Nemo but you sort of get a a more of an origin story about right her. okay so then all of a sudden you see her now she's traveling through and she can't find her parents she's okay. lost and as she's growing up now she can't remember why she what she's looking for right okay just keep swimming yeah just that's keep that's all she, just that's keep all swimming. she remembers keep swimming because that's what they tell her when right. she's young. So she keeps swimming and swimming, and she keeps asking, and then she's trying to find friends. Right. So as as like one of the last times she asks, that's when Marlon the clownfish bangs, bangs into right. her at the beginning of you know, or not the, someone in the middle of. Uh, of well, yeah, uh, that's where the story, that's where the story of Finding Nemo would, would pick up with her in it. Yes. Okay. So then, and now it's now they they kind of show that a little bit, and they 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 briefly brush over that, but then it comes a oh, year okay. later. Oh, so right. now it's not now they're. Living, kind of living together. Where she lives in her little house across the way, right, right. And, and the kids are still going to school, and she still wants to help out. You know, trying to to be as helpful as she can. Be. Right, but but she's Dory, so she right? forgets things, and so so they're they're going through. And one of the lessons was the migration of the stingrays, which is the little teacher of the, the right, fish. Right. 
So as that's going on, that's when she starts remembering her parents. Okay. And that's what she was looking for. Now she remembers what she was looking for. So she has to go now find her parents. Right. So it's not a journey, really, of, of finding her parents. They get to where her parents is, but they're trolls trying to find her because she doesn't know what they look like. <laughs> all right, all right. Kind of thing. So there's all these flashbacks. So now she's having flashback memories of it. But it's it's one of those type of things where it's it's finding your family and making sure like you 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 stay close to your family was the whole point of the movie. Uh, the, the, that's the moral. Yeah, and it was it was it, to me it was kind of gut wrenching only because of certain things in my life. Well, yeah, but... sure. I, I we've all lost a loved one or a parent or somebody close to you. So I can I can already feel myself getting a little choked. I up got going. I got a little teary eyed. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I yeah. laugh at you with the whole yeah. like thinking the brain Christmas special like thing. But I, I, I start oh, be a like, man up. Like, no, I'm fine. It's just in my eye. <laughs> Thank God we got these three glasses on. Because that's the thing. You, you know, you said there was cheap 3D dicks. This is one of those movies that you really appreciate in 3D. Uh, okay, I was going to ask that because the depth of the ocean and how vast right, it is and it how they make that. that. I mean, especially if you see the science of Pixar. Now it's going on the, in the Franklin Institute here in Philadelphia, but I'm sure it's going to do now a until tour. September. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure eventually next year it's going to go on a tour in the, the, the different areas. So if you, you see it in your area, definitely check it out because it tells you the nuances of the what they do to make 3D or making the, the live visuals going on because they had a pre-movie. They always do it like a little short before. Yeah. It was called Piper. And it was out these little... Was it about Roddy Piper? No. Oh. It was about these birds that actually eat uh, uh, little um, clams in okay. the ocean, but the wave would come up. This looks so real. It was my, I thought it was like a documentary on nature. Wow. That's how real this looked. The wave would come up, and there would be bubbles, and then the wave would go back, but it looked so real. And the birds would come up, and they would peck through looking for oh, so the, they kind of give you like a, hey, guess what? The next Pixar movie might look like yeah, this. this. I mean, it was... It was mind-blowingly realistic. I mean, until you saw the baby, there was a there was a baby one in, in, in there that the whole thing. Right. That was the only, and it didn't look really fake. It was the eyes? It was that 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 you know, kind of like that Disney look that you give it, like you go, yes, give it, me the wink, going, yeah, it's an animated movie. What you know, we still want to show you it's animated. Right. But I mean, the they all look so real, and the, and even the baby bird still had that realism with the feathers and how it got wet and it got oh, like messed okay. up and had to shake itself dry basically to get the right. feathers back into uh, the that's kind of neat it was it was just amazing just and that was that was it that was just the, the little warm-up that was the warm that was the warm-up <laughs> and then of course you go into the movie and i mean the vastness of it and how they have the the algae just swimming independently to each other oh uh, you, you know, know what that must look really pretty badass if you get that depth because when you have like the coral reef and then there she is like swimming through it or or by it you yeah i cannot you know what that actually does sound like a nice I mean, the end credits, just the way we sit through the whole credits and all. Right, because I know there's a bumper at the end of the movie. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But, <laughs> the, but the thing was, is that just to watch the credits, and you just watch beyond the credits, and it's just like watching the sea and how it moves. And the wow. fish, fish are swimming independently, and they're not prominent. They're just in the background. Like, it looks like, so realistic. Wow. You know, it's like, wow, they put a lot of effort just in the end credits, you know. But it, it was sick. It's, it's, a, it's a touching movie, and there's a lot of new characters that – Basically, I mean, she does find her parents. You know, oh, uh, yeah. Spoiler. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's one of those movies that's just so touching. And I can see why this was the number one movie, why families would go see this over and over again, because it is definitely worth seeing because it's it was just it was a fun movie. It was there was a lot of comedy in it. And, right. and you know, you really kind of show even even people with short term memory can still do things because they show how Dory like she doesn't. 
think she just reacts. She she, right. she assesses the situation very quickly and she reacts and so so it became what would Dory do was was the part uh, like okay. second half of the movie like what would Dory do because they were the clownfish uh, Mer, uh and and uh, Nemo and Merle. Uh, Mer, Mer, yeah. <laughs> the two of them got separated from Dory and they didn't know what to do. Of course, you know, the the father he was always like, "Well, maybe we should Albert go, Brooks, yeah. Yeah, he would just go back and you know, don't worry about it. And you know, and that's when Nemo's like, "Well, we we always think now what would Dory do because she would just react. She would she, there was always a way, you know. And that was the one right. thing her father teached her when she was young. There's always a way to do something. You know, right. if you can't do it, there's always another way to do it. You know, you just got to figure that out for yourself. That's like these. Sounds like there's more than just one message in there. There's a lot of messages in this movie, but it's it was like I said, it's one of those family movies that you just go. They've done it again. Disney's done it again. Pixar has done it again. Right. Well, Disney and Pixar, but primarily Pixar, you're right, that they do it again, that they just know how to tell a story correctly, but they give you those little extras that just right. makes it so much worth it to say. Now, okay, let me ask you a question. Um, did you, you saw Inside Out, which was Pixar's last movie. Yes. In comparison, like I heard, like in comparison between Inside Out and Finding Dory, which would you like pick? one or the other or or is it or is it vastly different because i know inside out's more of a it's okay to cry kind of storyline well it, it's it, inside out is more of a movie that is you're going to have to adapt to the change of what's happening in your life you know okay. things are going to happen and memories become happy memories might turn into sad memories okay it's basically inside out right. stories because something in your life might change and those memories that you always want to remember as happy memories are now sad okay. moments of it because the family moves from one. Right. I know the storyline. Okay. Yeah. So now the, the, the sad is now changing these happy memories into sad memories okay. because they're, they were happy memories when she lived back right. then, but now she's living in a new area. They're kind of sad memories because now she misses those memories. Right. Gotcha. And that's, that's the whole point of that one. Finding Dory is more of, trying to remember things from way back when and and becoming like getting going back there or trying to you know reach to your family from way back when and it's hard, hard to explain okay you yeah because i'm like it doesn't make sense close maybe more like again i'm just trying to interpret you but the thing is is like like you 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 know like dory's looking for her parents but he still she still has the family of it's pre- marlin and, and nemo as still being that family okay so appreciate both families, yes. you're where you came from and who you are. Exactly. All right. So, yeah. you know, like yeah, I interpret yeah, it. There you go. You know, like all right, I got it. Um, so you, I guess you recommend it. Oh, I highly recommend it. It's, like I said, it was it, I. I'm the type of person who has no emotion going into. I have movie. no emotions. I am as I'm dead on the inside. I'm dead on the inside. Yeah. But this is one of the movies that I actually was like, wow, like that really kind of struck touch, me. Touched yeah, your touched heart strings. Yeah, yeah. Did a little pink. Ed's heart grew three sizes that day. Maybe <laughs> not three. But okay, one and a half. <laughs> one and a half. All right. You went. Oh, I felt something. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that! <laughs> like, no, no, swallow it down. No, I'm fine. <laughs> but it, it was it was a beautiful story. I mean, a lot, a lot of people were you know kind of criticizing a little bit in fact that really well it's a sequel that they're you know they're trying to draw more money on the door everyone know, but, i don't know anybody that i've ever known who's who loves fighting nemo hasn't asked why haven't they made a sequel and from my understanding is people that this movie really did cater to those people like it definitely was a movie 
that people who loved Finding Nemo would love because it kind of catered to what you remembered most about as a kid growing up watching this movie mm. to go back and kind of touch on it again in yeah. certain spots. You know? Well, it's just saying, like, because like, uh, people say, oh, so much time went by since Finding Nemo. Sure. You know, are they just trying to draw more cash? Like, is Pixar and Disney trying to, you know, because they have these rides that they're they're promoting. Yeah, and you, know, you and can always, cause, yeah, it's that, that. You start, you, que- you know, they start questioning the critics. cynic. Yeah. You know, and I hear that a couple of times and I'm like, no, I really did not see that at all. When I saw this movie, <clears throat> it was, it was just, like I said, it was, it was a touching movie that you laugh. You If they wanted a cash grab, that's why you have cars too. Right. Yeah. You know, or planes, or firemen's rescue, yeah. you know, and they yeah. need planes. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that to me just reeked of cash grabs. Yeah. Finding Dory seemed to be like, Pixar is good with finding the right moment for that they won't want to put a movie out until they have a good story yeah you know now granted you can't say that cars 2 or planes or even the sequel to planes were good stories they were just they look like they were, they were like your average stories but something about the good pixar movies like inside out up finding nemo you know those even toy story like those the that those franchise movies mm-hmm. always seem to have that je ne sais quoi you might say to kind of really hit on the pulse of an emotion or an ideal or uh, like a, I'm going to say like the way you should kind of reflect on things like up made you kind of like that first 10 minutes up. I I'm crying my eyes out. Yeah. You know, you just go, Oh really? This is how you're starting. <laughs> Where's baby's mom. Like you're just sitting there. Where's Mufasa? <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, oh, here, welcome to Pixar, where we put our hand right down your throat, grab your heart, rip it out of your throat, and show it to you because you're going to be crying in the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and not just more like, ah, <laughs> 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 and then jokes. <laughs> jokes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm um, so you and I both recommend the number one, number two movie. Yes. Okay. Now, what's coming out next week? Next week, we're going to have a few movies coming out. Uh, Captain Fantastic is the one of the movies coming out, starring Viggo Morrison and Frank Langella. Frank Langella. Yes. Oh, that's what we call Dracula from the 1939 version of the movie. Yes. All right. I love him. Uh, then we've got Life Animated, which is a documentary. Okay. Pass on that one. Uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That might be the movie I'm seeing next weekend. <laughs> seeing, <laughs> starring Adam Devine and Zac Efron. Yes. I can't believe I'm actually going to admit this on the show for hundreds and thousands of people to listen to, to hear. I'm kind of a Zac Efron fan. Uh, you know po- what? Post High School Musical. You know, I, I'm I'm not going to say anything. I'm not I'm not a fan of Zac Efron, but it's not like you're not not seeing a movie because he's, he's in it. Right? You're going to go. All right, he's in it. But all right, he's in I, it. I liked him in Neighbors. You right. know, like, you know, I seen one movie with him in it. And, you seen yeah. one? You seen them all? Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, our little sister, starring Haruka Assis. Exactly. Hey, you're the one reading the paper, not me. So go ahead. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets, starring Louis C.K. Uh, no, and that's Access, the one I'm saying. Uh, yes. And Zero Days, which is a documentary. So that's what's coming out next week in July 8th. I, I will definitely be seeing uh, 
Secret Life of Pets. I think I'll be sleeping. I know Dan wants to see it. Yeah. Which is weird for him to go. Oh, and here's another thing. I am so fucking sick and tired of Tom Hanks. I'm just going to go out on the limb. Right. I love Tom Hanks, but does he have to play every real person in America? Because we saw the trailer for Sully. Yes. I knew that was coming. As soon as, as soon as you said that, as soon as you said Tom Hanks, I knew what movie you were going to say. Because okay, I saw I saw because I saw pictures of him as Sully. I saw the trailer. Yeah. Now at first I didn't know what it was, and then when I saw him, and then I saw the the the, the story, like what's happening, I was just like, really? And it's Clint Eastwood. And I'm like, and here's what gets me: everyone knows the story. You know, Captain Sully lands the the, the plane in Houston, and not Houston, in the uh, Hudson River. Yes. Saves 200 and some odd lives. Right. Right. Uh, does a landing that should never have been able to be accomplished. Right. Never. Right. Never. Landed, landed it on top of water. Right. And it's amazing that any human being could ever have done this. Right. Now, this is the untold story, Ed, of what happened after. Ed, Ed, uh, let, uh, let that moment of silence kind of build up inside of you. And now ask any question you have. Fucking untold story. <laughs> Apparently, um, he starts getting looked into because now they're saying in this movie, I don't know if it, I have to like maybe like do a little research. Whenever they say true story, yeah, nine times out of ten, it's not right. Um, that that the left engine was actually fine because it had both failures in both engines. The one engine was fine. They told him he could land. He chose not to. So now here's a court to sit. Now they has to go to court, and then it's the. Him mulling over the human story about him mulling over, like, did he do the right thing? Did he not do the right thing? I, you know, and then his like flashbacks of him because he used to be a, a World War II pilot, I think it was, or a Vietnam pilot. I uh, imagine it'd be Vietnam. I don't think okay. World War II. He'd be. He's kind of. He's up there. Yeah, he's, Is he? Yeah, he's a pretty old guy. Um, but I'm, let's just say he he flew. He was a pilot in a war. Yeah. All right. So it's like this whole story. We're gonna Google here. I saw you reach, and you're just like, "Yeah, fuck it, I don't care." <laughs> but I mean, just come on. So it's this untold story about like him being put on trial, and I'm just like, "Did that actually happen?" Because it almost—I'll be honest—it felt a little like that movie Flight with Denzel Washington. That, oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna make a comment. I was gonna make a comment on that era. Maybe yeah. okay. Granted, not Sully wasn't drunk, but you know, yeah. definitely in the Denzel Washington movie, he you know he plays a drunk pilot. But this one was like, okay, you did this impossible landing, and you're a hero. But now all of a sudden, fingers need to be pointed, and the money that the the billion dollar industry that now looks like a little you know a little slap in the face of big business is now going to turn on you to kind of oh you got the website up. So biography, biography, go ahead. I think he's like in his, his late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, but I, I, I would think that would be Vietnam. Yeah, you're probably uh, right. Like I said, I they had like flashbacks of him in a in a, a pilot in a war, and I just wanted to the way Tom Hanks's hair is so white. I wanted to say it was World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, here's my problem. I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, here he is playing a real person. Did yeah, it was just... in the United States Air Force from 1975 to 1980. Okay, so um, it would say... That would be the end of Vietnam. the Civil War, yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. The end of the Civil the War. The Civil War. <laughs> they not... didn't have flying He's machines like, back then, saying, but... Hold on. I was a little bit more closer <laughs> than you were. Civil War, Civil yeah. War. I was a pilot in the Civil War. Um, but he also played Captain Phillips, another not-so-true story. Yeah. Now he is as Sully. 
I would rather have... You play Walt Disney. Yeah, you play Walt Disney. What do you call it? Saving Private Ryan's based on a somewhat true story. It's like uh, Apollo 13. Like, yo, Tom, how about make Splash 2? Like, how about revive Bosom Buddies, the movie? Like, come on. Like, what happened to what happened to the bachelor party? Come on, like, can you give me a comedy? Just one. Like, I, I agree. Now, I, now, I, okay. Now, also, too, um, okay, the trailers at the beginning of Tarzan, they had no idea what they wanted to do with it because first it was that that tearjerker of a movie with Michael Fassbender where he they have a kid that die, you know, have the kids dies during you know labor, and then they find a kid, and that kid actually belongs to somebody else. Then they did the the, the Sully one, mm. and then they did Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay, now that laugh you just did <laughs> yes. was the only laugh that was, it got. It, it got no laughs in the theaters. They, now, they did Ghostbusters in front of ours. Yeah, and no laughs ever either. Really? Yes. Now you know what? Did, you know what got more laughs than that one though? The new Ice Age trailer. Yes, that one. My dad and I were in tears. Like, literally, like, and the whole theater, and now, granted, the theater wasn't packed, which kind of bummed me out because I think Tarzan deserves more more money coming in, but that's beside the point. It, they followed the Ghostbusters trailer with the Ice Age trailer, and the shift in laughs, because there was not a single laugh during the, the Ghostbusters trailer. Now, you people would say, well, well, everyone's seen it now at this point. Maybe, maybe not. But to have the Ice Age one follow after that and just laughing at the... the how good it looked. Mm. You just went, like, after it got done, I looked at my dad and go, not a, like, how weird is that, that that's funnier than the Ghostbusters movie? He's, my dad's like, I know. Like, it just, he's like, I, I, he's like, I never really want a movie to fail, but I can't see how Ghostbusters is going to make any money. Well, here's, here's the thing. Like, one of the, one of my things that I always see is, is when you see how much marketing is put out for a movie and how much, not just marketing, but how much of other products are trying to draw you to see this movie, yeah. how much of a shitty movie this is going to be. Because Papa John's has a commercial for Ghostbusters. Really? He's you see you see Slimer eating that from the from the movie. Right. And you see see Papa John's like, Oh, you gotta bust me? He goes, No, he's my number one customer. He's like delivering a pizza to, to Slimer. Oh. Right? Then there's then there's now progressive. The car insurance. I saw that. That they're the official insurance of the Ghostbusters movie. Yes. I. I uh, so you go, and it's not just not just showing the trailer and then progressive, blah blah blah. Whatever. Right. They actually got the actors who plays in the commercials for Progressive to do a scene. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Flo, Flo. And, and I don't forget the guy's name, but they have right. the, the new one. Let's just face it. It's Flo. Flo is the face of Progressive. Yes. So like they have her as a ghost, and then the, the kid Chip or whatever his name right. was, uh, you know, as the as the Ghostbuster, and he gets slime by her, and it was like it has nothing to do with the movie at all, but just the fact that it's Ghostbusters wearing the uniform, right? Like, mm, oof. I can't. When's that movie coming out? You had that paper. Where that I, is I, coming out the week after. Really? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Wow. Uh, I I got I I really hope I see Fantastic Four numbers. <laughs> like fifteen I hope, million. I, I, I hope. I hope Fantastic Four did better numbers than. than oh, how great would that be? That'd be awesome. All right, we say we take a break. We come back and we get some news, and we do some new releases and news. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back, folks. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. So there you have it. I mean, I reviewed Tarzan. 
Him, Sean, he reviewed Tarzan. Me, Sean, me reviewed Tarzan. Great ape. <laughs> the greatest ape of all. Tarzan. Me, Sean, me like Tarzan. Me like Jane. <laughs> Somewhat. Sid is Barker Robbie. <laughs> I think, no, like, she's great in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And she's really good in this, and I liked her in Focus. Uh, yeah, but knowing she's Harley, I'm not saying she's not going to do a good job. I'm just saying. It's not my Harley. Yeah, it's not really my. I don't. Won't be my Harley until I actually see the movie. I'm, I am very. Key, trying very hard to keep an open mind. Okay. You know, uh, even, even the Jared Leto, like, I don't like his look, but that doesn't necessarily mean. He's going to be a bad joker. He's going to be a bad joker. Right. Just visually, I'm just like, oh. Let me see him act. Visually, I'm not into the Harley. Yeah, she's gorgeous and all, and you see that the legs and they do the butt thing. That's great and all, but to me. Harley, Harley's sexiness came from her wackiness, not just because she was a, she's more than just TNA. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that they're just going to turn her into a TNA character. Yeah, that's crazy, right? You know, or like just more like ah, I'm a ditzy blonde who's also a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not really going to dive into the core of who she is. But I mean, I digress. Segway as always. <laughs> huh? What are we talking about? Huh? I don't know. Well, we're wrapping up the show. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Thanking everybody for listening to the show. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you. If you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. So search Aquanet Radio and those apps. Don't forget to please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And as always, if you've ever seen or hear or want to ask get a question about something that you would like to see on here on the show see or here on the show I mean, see on the web page here on the show you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com or if you want to contact sean on any of that or send him a dick pic you can send it at sean at wordswithgeeks.com he likes dick york apparently so send that i'm dick. more of a dick grazing guy ah! ah he switches it up again uh, all right folks we'll see you in part two They weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs>